It is us. We're here. This is. We don't know how to start this because normally we would say hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of Life Uncut. But this is not an episode of Life Uncut. Well, it is. is. This is a bonus episode, baby. Guys, this is a Wednesday. You might be thinking, what on earth is happening? But Victoria's gone into lockdown. We all need some extra lols in our life. So we thought it's about time we brought you an accidentally unfiltered bonus episode. And the reason we've decided to do this now is we have Stan on board as a sponsor. And Stan is celebrating the new release of the Bold Type. Now, you heard us talk about the Bold Type the other day. I have been a huge Bold Type fan for a long time. And because I've been into it, I've gotten Laura into it. If you haven't seen it, it's just these three best friends and it's everything they get up to. It's like a modern day sex in the city, but it's all based around their workplace. So we thought there's got to be some bloody funny accidentally unfiltered that have been happening at your workplace. We put the call out on Instagram and let me <laughs> and tell you, hysterics. <laughs> you're all a pack of embarrassing people. To think that we spent this much time of our lives at work and the shit that goes down, Britt and I have been dying. We're going to put some of the extra stories up on our Instagram after this, but this is the best of the best, the cream of the crop people, the most embarrassing things that you've done in a workplace environment. It's so funny. Okay, you start. Okay. Actually, have you done anything <laughs> embarrassing in a workplace environment? I have so many embarrassing stories, but the problem with me is I have worked for myself for such a long time now that a lot no of things I, <laughs> I just do it in the comfort of my own home. This is not so much embarrassing as what it is, just like it's ridiculously stupid. When I finished working for the company that I worked for before I went full-time with Tony May, the reason why I quit my job So I was only like a junior graphic designer, but my manager had been, she'd gone away from maternity leave. And so instead of them paying someone to come on and be the marketing manager, they were like, oh, Laura, you can do it. And she'll just do it for free for her normal shitty salary. We can put all this responsibility on her. So I worked for this massive hearing aid company. And I was like, yeah, I have an inflated sense of my own ego. I can do this. Which meant I was like managing these massive corporate jobs, like huge campaigns And it was really like your very old fashioned advertising, lots of like newspaper advertising, radio advertising. And I had just put this print campaign to print on every newspaper in Australia, like the Western Australian, like your Sydney Morning Herald, every major newspaper you can think. Every big important newspaper. And I'm talking like, it used to cost like 20 grand to have the inside second page ad run. So here it is. I'd done the artwork. I was like, yeah, it looks fucking sick. Nailing it. Sent it to print. Wake up the next day waiting for the phones to be calling hot. The phones weren't ringing. And I was like, what's going on here? (laughs) Turns out on a multi-hundred thousand dollar campaign, I put the wrong phone number. (laughs) Please call here. Please call this phone number that doesn't actually go to anyone. It went to a boss and we got the number. Just engage signal. So that's how I quit my job and started my own business. I was like, you know what? If I can fuck up somebody else's company, I can probably do it to my own. And by quit, I mean that's how I was fired. <laughs> I mean, that's more embarrassing because it's soul crushing and no one will ever employ me again. But your stories are actually embarrassing. Well, so hang on. I have a few. You have one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to think about it. I've told you guys one before about if you're new, I'll give you the quickest rundown. But when I was working in the operating theatre, because that was most of my job, you wear these really big heavy gowns. And this is just like a quick one. I just had this really big heavy lead gown because that's what stops the lead from penetrating your body. And there is <laughs> full of... the word penetrating is great. I know. It was like full of surgeons. I love it when the lead penetrates my body. <laughs> no, you don't because I think you get cancer. <laughs> 
it was full of surgeons and nurses and everyone that needed to be in there, like 15 people in there. And long story short, my hands were full with the equipment over the patient. The lead was so heavy, it pulled my pants down and I was standing in the theatre in front of everyone in my undies. And that was a day that I will <laughs> never forget. And because that was what I, I was like live screening, I couldn't stop to pull them up because I couldn't stop exposing <laughs> the patient. So I was like, I'm just going to roll with this. But that was when you were just saying, Laura, obviously Laura and I have worked for ourselves with a podcast for a few years now. So I've had two little mishaps. One, I also told you about, I wrote to a colleague with the company that we work for with the radio station. Their name was Sian and I wrote D Asian. Her name is Sian. The most embarrassing part of this is that you still don't know her name and I, she works with us. Her I name know it. is Sian. I know it, but in my head, it was Sian. That's how I read it because it's S-I-A-N. And, and I she, think you've been telling this story seriously like the last six months. And so this is like, this is a work colleague and Britt still says her name wrong. Well, I've never met her, right? Because we have all these people that we talk to and I know they're going to listen to this episode because they do. We have all these people that we talk to, but we've never met them. We just email them and I all always read things in my head how they are so I know her name's Sean but when I type it I'm like hi Sian because I'm, I'm spelling it in my head it's phonetical it's phonetical Phonetic? anyway phonetical phonetical it's fin- oh, no. <laughs> we clearly work for ourselves we're not learning anything anymore guys <laughs> but the one that I haven't told you about and I don't know if Laura's gonna make me take this out it was so embarrassing if you guys are listening and I mean when I say you guys I mean the people we work with at the radio I haven't told you this yet and I hope you actually didn't hear it. But Laura and I were on a big meeting. <laughs> she knows what I'm going to say. We were on this big meeting and we we're talking about, you know, projections for the future and like how we're going to how we're going to move forward basically. We were talking about our budgets and our contracts and like talking about, you know, how cuz like obviously we have to work with sponsors across this podcast. It's a way that we're able to actually bring you the content that we bring you. So we were kind of having a conversation around that. So we're talking about how we're going to do that, who we're going to get on board, how's that going to look. And then this was a Zoom call. So Laura and I are sitting in Laura's house on the one little computer and there's all these big on shows. Shout out to you guys, you're the best. And then I think the meeting's finished and I start to like do the picture where you're dishing money out of She's your hand. She's trying to make money rain. I was making money rain and I was like, show me the bacon. And then I looked down at the screen and it was not, I did not hang up. It was like, <laughs> they were still on the line. I was like, oh my God, I'm so mortified that I didn't, I panicked and just, I panicked, hung up on them. I was like, I'm done. And then but, I said to Laura, do you think they were still there? She's like, absolutely. She's like, 100% they were still there. All they had done is they had like turned their camera off so that no. nobody had left the meeting because they controlled the meeting. They had just turned their camera off and then Britt's like, show me the bacon like sitting on the like couch. bacon dance anyway. And, and I was literally just sitting there in horror. Like what the fuck are you doing? Thinking that she knew that they were still on the line. But it was amazing. Anyway, let's get into some of the accidentally unfiltered that you guys sent in and you guys are cooked. I really hope that you enjoy this. Here goes. I'm a graphic designer slash web developer. And over COVID, I went freelance and decided to take the plunge and start my own business. A lot of the work I have received is by word of mouth or referral from a friend, which is what makes this story so much worse. So it was Sunday night, I'm single and I was feeling myself. You know, girls got to get them self-care Sundays. Get it, girl. (laughs) So I whipped out my favourite vibrator, put on some porn and personally, I prefer a bit of girl-on-girl action on my laptop and I had a great old time. Monday morning rolls round. I'm back at work, working from my dining table. And one of my clients who is really draining and needy had emailed me asking for a reference link, which I had already sent her twice the following week. 
So I pull up the site, which is open in my tabs. I copy the link and I write in an email to her. Hi, Sally. You must have missed this in my emails last week. Here it is again for your reference. That condescending tone, like as above, please see above (laughs) twice. Much to my absolute fucking horror, I received an immediate reply from my client saying, this is certainly not the link I was after. (laughs) Turns out she didn't want to watch Wow Girls looking pussy at 9am on a Monday. (laughs) (laughs) She sent a porn link, her girl all got porn link to her boss. Not even to a boss, to a client. But also, oh, it's, it's worse. The no, clients it's is the worse. patronizing tone for me. It's like I've already sent you this twice, and you clearly didn't watch it because here it is again. Yeah, and no, you clearly didn't because it's a porno. You know what though? Oh, I reckon a lot of girls prefer watching girl on girl porn. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay, I'm going to put it out there. I don't. I do. Do you? Yeah, it's just less invasive. <laughs> You saying the penis going into the <laughs> vagina is invasive? It's just a lot. It's just too. It's too much happening here. It doesn't. It just doesn't do it for me. Like I could just watch it and pretty much feel nothing. But I think it's because a lot of porn is made for guys, and so it's just so like graphic and like scary and ah, there's a big penis. And girl porn is a bit like just more gentle and pretty. Totally. But I think you still have to be into pretty girl on girl sex not necessarily I don't know I mean I've never ever had any girl experiences in the physical world but you'd rather watch it I'd just rather watch it it's just that it's is... just much nicer to watch that's so interesting there you go anyways that's gonna end up in daily mail well, never send me your porn <laughs> link anyway <laughs> okay hit me my sister lives in Los Angeles as a server she called me with this recently she works at a really fancy restaurant and a lot of her clientele are either very famous or very rich I guess both. They come hand in hand, don't they? She was serving this table that ordered 12 natural oysters as well as some other stuff too. After they finished their entrees, my sister cleared their plates and noticed that they didn't even touch their oysters. So her and her friends proceeded to eat them all. I think it was another (laughs) bunch of rich people ordering more than they needed. There was no way she was letting those oysters go to waste. She continued to serve the table throughout the evening and when it came to the bill, she offered to compensate the oysters, saying, you guys didn't really eat them, so forget about it. One of the girls at the table turned to her and said, oh, no, we just don't like the texture of chewing them. So we suck the flavor off and spit them back. (laughs) You know what, though? Absolutely mortified. My sister tried not to gag at the table knowing she had just eaten their regurgitated oysters. She caught me crying. Do you know what, though? This happens all the time. Not the oyster thing, but like wait staff eating leftovers. I've done it before. Meals. I have done it before too. <laughs> I mean, so, I was like 18 in my defense or 16. I can't remember. Saved too poor to be able to actually buy food. In my I own. was like, this is half a pizza. I'm not letting this go to waste. This is like $10 worth. I used to work at this restaurant in Wollongong called The Lagoon. It was like a super fancy. And like in retrospect now, it sounds so ridiculous, but like it was super fancy. Like, okay, it was fancy for Wollongong standards. I mean, when I say it's super fancy, anyone who's in Wollongong who knows that this restaurant's going to be like, what are you talking about? It was like the <laughs> nicest restaurant down there when I was living there. It's the, the nicest restaurant in the Gong. It, 100%. Anyway, we used to do like a seafood platter. It was 250, a two-tiered seafood platter, and people just wouldn't eat all the seafood platter because it was so ridiculous. There was so much seafood on it. 100%, if you didn't eat your seafood platter, there was a staff member out the back eating your seafood platter for you. I'm not going to – like, no word of a lie. And to think about it now, like, the manager would always come in and yell at us all and be like, stop eating their seafood put it in the bin. How fucking gross is that? Like, in retrospect. But at the time, I was like, I am not going to let this super expensive smoked salmon go to waste. I can't even afford wheat bix. I was getting paid $10.50 an hour on workplace agreement. I was not going to throw out that half-cooked lobster morning. I feel you, girl. I'm going to bring another one straight off the back of this because it really ties in. I'm a waitress. 
And one time I was taking an order. I usually repeat all the dishes at the end. Instead of saying to them, so you would like the duck pad thai? I said, <laughs> I said, would you lick dick pad thai? <laughs> Then, to make it worse, when I cleared their table after offering them to lick dick pad thai, I threw all the food away thinking, wow, they just barely ate their food. What a shame. Next thing, the couple comes over to the table and says, where's all our food gone? Lol, I didn't realise, but they just went to the toilet. They even left their bags on the floor and I thought they'd left the building. She just threw their whole meal away. I can't. It's so funny. <laughs> All right. I'm going to come in with another one. Last year, I was having a bit of an off day and I sent a message to a girlfriend about how I was just feeling so gross. Turned out I'd accidentally replied to a serious group message between a number of senior colleagues saying, Ugh, I feel fat. Oh, you Guys, I've lost it. Could you imagine? I just love that there's no context. It's a really serious work chain. And all that she says is like, because we've all done it. We've all sent a message to our friends going, oh, I feel disgusted. Oh, I feel fat. But just like. Just, just out of blue. Just to a board of directors. Oh, I feel fat. I love this is the one that set you off. Like, okay. That's great, Benny. Wow. Okay. Hit me, Brit. I'm I, ready. I messaged my boss saying, are you free for anal, Tony? Instead of, are you free for a call, Tony? Free for anal. She messaged her boss and said, are you free for anal? <laughs> How does it default to that though? At least like with autocorrect, usually it's, it usually defaults to know. a word that you use a lot. So maybe she's just asking for anal quite often in her personal life. Okay, listen to this one. This is so innocent. Literally, this happened today. I was in a huge meet and greet meeting with a new, very important client and the CFO asked me to explain a little bit more about my background and where I've come from. So I was like, um, sure. I mean... I'm really just mainly Aussie, but I've got a bit of German in me on both sides too. My mum's come from a Greek background with a complete deadpan expression. He goes, um, sweetheart, I meant your work background. <laughs> he wanted to ask her like a CV and she's like, well, I've got a bit of Greek. i got a bit of German. <laughs> really, we're just from all over the place. We're quite a melange, our family. What I love so much about this and what we always love about all of our accidentally unfiltered stories is like... It is so relatable. We have all done something either in work or in our personal lives or in wherever. Maybe it wasn't in your personal life. Maybe it was in a very public setting that is just so outrageously embarrassing. And at the end of the day, you think, fuck, I'm going to die from this. I'm going to die of embarrassment. And we never die of embarrassment. We just keep on kicking. And eventually the thing that you thought you didn't and couldn't and never wanted to tell anyone, you write it into us and we share it with everyone. (laughs) Can I read you one more? (laughs) I went up to a work colleague because I could see something dark poking through his shirt. I was like, hey, you've got a prickle on your back inside your shirt. I'll get it. I put my finger on it to wiggle it out and realised it was actually one of those big raised moles. (laughs) She's trying to pull his mole off his back through his shirt. How many more of these do you think we've got? Let's keep going. All right. I'm a cabin manager, flight attendant, and I do all the communicating with the pilots during the flight. Recently, I embarrassed the absolute shit out of myself. When cabin crew need to prepare the cabin for landing, you will probably have heard people say on plenty of occasions, cabin crew, prepare the cabin for landing. (laughs) Then I, as the manager, must call the flight deck below and say, I have received your PA. So when the pilots made a public announcement telling us to prepare the cabin for landing recently, I was in the back galley where a crew member was talking about a penis of her recent Tinder date. Yes, we all love our gossip down there as the cabin crew. So when I called the captain to notify him, instead of saying, I have received your PA, I said very defiantly, I have received your penis. 
in the back alley. There's so there's so many puns here. Hello, it's Brittany from the back cabin. I've received your penis. <laughs> Fucking lol. Hashtag anal. Okay, this is funny. I'm a registered nurse. I don't know if I find this funny just because I work in a hospital. I'm a registered nurse on a busy surgical ward. We had a patient stay with us for months and months, so we got to know him pretty well. He was quite unwell at this point and he had opened his bowels while lying in the bed and needed a hand wiping himself. So with the help of my student nurse, we rolled him onto his side and I began wiping away. Being a man, you know, he was a little bit on the hairy side around the back end. And as I was wiping, I accidentally pulled some of his bum hair. Oh, whoops, I'm sorry, I said to him straight away. No worries, was his reply. Well, so I thought. On the next wipe, he rips an almighty fart on me, turns over his shoulder to look at me and says, got your back. (laughs) (laughs) That is not okay. I think it's so funny. Like it's so gross and it's so wrong. But who do you go? Do you go to HR about this? Are you like, I'm sorry, but patient number five just farted on me. I'm not okay with this. And did it on purpose as well. She said they actually just all lost it. She's like, I just could I I couldn't believe it. But I picture him like, you know, those sexy photos where someone's like looking back over their shoulder. I picture like one of your French girls. Well, he's like this old man that's naked with poo on his bum and he looks over and goes, got you back. That's so cute. (laughs) Okay, so speaking of flight ones, I've got one more for you guys. And then I'm and then I'm out. I'm tapping out. This is this is it for me. This is an embarrassing story for a passenger, not me as the flight attendant. Well, actually, it's a little bit embarrassing for me too. But anyway, we had a full flight. It was really busy and we had really, really demanding passengers on this flight. I went to answer another call from a passenger who had been ringing their bell on and off for the entire flight. The passenger looked at me so angry and so disgruntled and yelled in very broken English, I've been fingering you for 20 minutes and you're still not coming. <laughs> waving his finger in my face I looked surprised I'm sure the rest of the cabin was pissing themselves the woman next to the guy couldn't stop laughing I die (laughs) I've been fingering you for 20 minutes do you know what we've all been there we've all had a guy finger us for 20 minutes and we still weren't coming haven't we there are so many funny things that just happen with a language breakdown like a language barrier because I've been in so many situations where I've done the same thing overseas so I really feel for that person (laughs) because I'm sure he wasn't trying to sexually harass her hey I'm just gonna finish I'm just going to finish with the one. I don't know how I feel. It's pretty gross. I'd been chatting to this guy from work for a while. We eventually slept together, but only once after a really big night out. We'd been drinking all afternoon. We'd gotten home, starting to hang out. Things are starting to get frisky, a little bit heated. We're both naked and I start to go down on him. I'm, oh, halfway, no. <laughs> I'm halfway through giving him an epic blowjob. You know when you know it's good. You know when it's good. And then suddenly I feel something tickling my lady parts. And I'm like, whoa, what's that? Anyway, I keep going and doing my thing because I know I'm feeling it. Then suddenly I realized what it was. Yep, he was trying to finger me with his foot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he was attempting to stick his big toe into my vagina while I was giving him a (laughs) blowjob. I was so grossed out. I was trying to do this weird dance to try and dodge his foot, but he was not give up. And I went to the left. He went to the left. I went to the right. I think he thought I was into it. Safe to like say. I hard to get. He's trying to play hard to get with the foot. Safe to say I ended things pretty quickly and it was awkward in the office. Oh. I uh, cannot deal with you guys. I, I actually, please tell me not I've ever been, like you don't call it finger, do you? You call it your footed, finger footed. Toad. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that makes sense for you, Toey. 
Do you know what I used to date a guy? This is the same guy who, if you listen to yesterday's episode, just had a mattress on the floor with no top sheet. He used to try and have sex with the back of my knee. What? <laughs> like, well, hang on. Whoa, you didn't just drop that at the end of a bonus episode. You dated someone that tried to sex your knee, like when it's bent. Yeah, like he would bend my knee and then try and sex behind Stop my it. knee. Stop it. You are telling me a porcupine. We used to sleep on a mattress on the floor and he would sex the back of my knee. And that is it from us at no, Life Unbound. No, it. No, it is not. Absolutely. You need to back it up. I have seen some things. Did I have you, lived a whole other life, guys. Hang on. This is a thing I need to know about. You need to share this. What do you mean? Okay. Did, is this an actual thing? Like sometimes you'd have normal vaginal sex. Sometimes no, it would always, you'd have it would just knee be like sex. A part of it. It would be like he, he used to say, I just want to have sex with all of you so you try and speak oh my god it. Was, <laughs> and I was flattered by it at the time yeah fuck my knee real good I I actually guys I, I just snorted because I'm laughing so hard if you can see me right now this happens probably once a year I'm lost for words how have you never told me that you dated somebody that wanted to sex your knee fat you like the crease it's not of fat no, it was, it's, but it's the back it's the behind the knee yeah, where your knee this, bends it yeah, was my hammy where it squishes it's my sexy hammy oh it was your hammy that's okay then sorry my bad <laughs> anyway guys if you have any actually no more, thing. Thing. No more did, no, things did, would he would he finish on that or was it just like the foreplay like would he actually come in your knee <laughs> It's a good way to not get pregnant. Um, I don't think he ever came in my knee. Like, I think he, um, there was definitely like, okay, look, we don't need to go into that. I was like 19, guys. I was new to sex. The whole thing was weird to me. Guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm still sorry. figuring out where to put it. <laughs> guys, I'm so, I, I just don't know what to say. Thanks for coming and listening. <laughs> We will be back with our normal episode tomorrow, which is Ask Uncut. So if you have some serious things you want to ask us, we're going to give you our most enthusiastic advice. But after listening to today's episode, you might not want it Guys, again, a big shout out to Stan for bringing this episode today. And if you haven't watched The Bold Type, the new season, please go and do it. And oh my God, I hope you love that as much as we do. I'm tapping out. I can't deal with you anymore, Laura. And if you haven't seen any of The Bold Type yet, like I'm actually a little bit jealous of you because you can go back and watch the whole thing from the start. So go and get a mung set. Maybe you guys feel a little bit better after listening to that episode about your workplace fuck-ups. And we will see you again tomorrow with Ask Gun Cut. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your dog, tell your friends and share the love because we love love! And your embarrassing stories. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>